Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Collaborative Edges, conversations to inspire initiatives across languages and cultures. I'm Rocio Quispe Agnoli, the host of Collaborative Edges at Michigan State University. Today, we begin our conversations about the 2020 MSU Latinx Film Festival. We have in the studio Scott Beam, Professor of Spanish and Global Studies at Michigan State University and Director of the MSU Latinx Film Festival. We also have one of the members of the festival's communication and media team, Claudia Berrios Campos, PhD candidate in Hispanic Cultural Studies. Welcome, bienvenidos, Scott and Claudia. Thanks for having us. Thank you, happy to be here. Good, let's, let's start um, reviewing um, uh, the, the main information of the festival, Scott. Between February 12th and 16th this year, we will have the second edition of the MSU Latinx Festival. Could you tell us more about what, what you and your team have prepared this time in terms of program, venues, activities, etc.? Sure, thank you, and thanks for this opportunity to talk about the second edition of the festival. Um, the first one was in 2018, so we run it every two years, and we've been working hard to prepare a much bigger edition this time around, so we've added an extra day. It'll be five days instead of four. Uh, and the first time around, we had about seven feature films, and we have about double that this time. Uh, so the scope is a lot bigger. We've grown a lot, and we've added new elements as well, which includes live music, new media, uh, and then new community collaborations, and we've added a bunch of new venues, um, such as the Lansing Public Media Center, the East Lansing Public Library, WKR, the Broad Museum, and then we were also moving to Celebration Cinema for the closing day. Yeah, that is uh, way larger than uh, <laughs> the festival two years ago. Now, I read in the festival's web portal that um, films from Colombia, Panama, Argentina, Peru, Cuba, Paraguay, Puerto Rico, and other countries will be shown. Could you give us some examples of the films that we will be seeing? Well, uh, I would like to highlight a couple of films that I think the topics are very important nowadays, and they speak to a um, major concern, not just in our department or community, but um, I think through the whole world. Uh, one of the most important ones uh, Retablo, which is a Peruvian film directed by Alvaro Delgado Aparicio. And uh, I would like to mention that this film has been nominated to two major awards as considered as uh, the Peruvian uh, representation of the Oscars, and it has also been nominated to the BAFTA Awards. And this uh, movie, Retablo, uh, highlights the presence of indigenous communities, indigenous languages, as Quechua, and Indian culture. Another uh, movie that highlights these topics is Birds of Passage, which is a Colombian movie that uh, highlights the language of the Wayu people, which is an uh, um, ethnic community from the Arawak family. And it's also interesting because another important topic is the drug trade. And one of the elements that Scott was mentioning that we have included in this new edition is a new category of films. In this case will be uh, the uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which is a movie for a younger audience, kids and, uh, kids and um, young adults. 
and has a, a nostalgic uh, nostalgic element to it, remembering the animated uh, cartoons of Dora, but also deals with topics uh, that are common with these other movies like indigenous languages, indigenous representation, immigration, uh, sense of belonging. Uh, so those three movies I'm very excited about. Yes. And Scott, is there something you would like to add? In, because there are so many movies this time. There are so many. So, um, yeah. so I'd like to point out a, a few. Um, so our opening um, night, we have an opening reception at the Broad Museum, and we're preparing a short film program for that, as well as some music. We have a string quartet playing uh, in conjunction with some some food and, and drink. And then after that, we have our opening film, feature film, for the festival at, over at WKR which is called The Pushouts. There was actually a screening of it a few months ago um, that had a small audience. We're hoping to get a, a big audience from the whole community. It's a really remarkable documentary, um, and the title refers to a, a way of reframing the idea of high school dropouts, um, which places the emphasis on individuals not being able to cut it or to make it, um, to pushouts, um, which puts the emphasis on how the system is structured um, to disadvantage poor uh, people of color who are not able to continue in, in higher education system. So it follows um, mainly uh, one person, Victor Rios, um, who was in a gang and had been in prison by the time he was 15 and then was able to, to beat the system with the help of Martin Flores, other people. Follows his story, but then also takes a really um, close look at our educational system and how it needs to be um, rethought and reformed. Um, so I really hope people make it out to that event. We're going to have a great panel that Callie is organizing. Um, so that's Capital Area Latina Youth. Um, and we hope to have people, representatives from Cali, as well as a local high school teacher and then other people from the College of Education um, here at MSU. So that's very exciting. And then um, we're opening with that on the next day, which is actually our one of our biggest days, Thursday. We have a very big program in the library this year, um, which includes a, a focus on new media. And so one of the things we wanted to do for this edition was to really maximize or leverage the university's resources. Um, and so we're, we have a virtual reality um, program. And then also we're using the 360-degree video space, um, both of which are in the digital humanities spaces in the library. So we'll have a short panel um, to introduce both of these pieces, one of which the virtual reality piece is called The Use of Force. Um, it's an award-winning virtual reality um, installation experience that was done by a journalist called Noni de la Peña. It debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival um, not too long ago, and it treats uh, the death of Anastasio Hernandez Rojos um, at the border by border agents. Um, the second new media installation, which is in the 360-degree video um, space that we have, is actually being put together by an MSU undergraduate um, named Leonardo Vallejo, and that focuses on the Rio Grande uh, River Valley, which which is where he's from. So that's also exciting to get students involved in, in the festival, which is something we're trying to do also through our short film competition is to get people making cinema um, and telling their stories through different media. Um, and then jumping to the closing day, we're also very excited about having three films at Celebration Cinema. Um, and at least one of the directors will be with us, Paula Espinosa, the director of Singing Our Way to Freedom, um, which is a documentary as well that focuses on, on music and um, a Chicano movement uh, in Southern California for the most part. 
Um, so Paul Espinosa will be with us for most of the festival, actually. So he'll be participating in our meet and greet on Saturday, along with another invited guest that we have, who is Ozzy Rivera, who's a mu musician himself and a Detroit institution who is involved in civil rights movement and has ties to Motown and is really quite an institution. So we're happy to have them. Um, but I'm also very excited about the other two films for that closing day, Nai Pasaran, um, which is really interesting film that deals with the Chilean dictatorship and a work stoppage that happened in Scotland um, that has some ties to what's happening now. We're also bringing in a couple of short films that's looking at protests that are happening in Chile at the moment. And Land of Ashes, um, which is the first film by Sofia Quiroz Ubeda, who is from Argentina, but the film is set entirely in Costa Rica. It has an all-black cast, and it's a really just beautiful meditation on loss and coming of age. Um, it's a very poetic film. It's, it's really beautiful. Yes, it's... Uh, I have notice the um, diversity and the inclusion of um, the programming that you are preparing for this film festival, which is very commendable because I see, in terms of genres, I see films, you know, uh, documentaries, short films, which usually don't have much room in film festivals. Uh, also, I, I like very much what uh, Claudia pointed out in terms of the language diversity. That uh, is a very pleasant surprise, I should say. And I see that um, um, advancing slowly, shyly, but at the same time in a firm way in, in general in, in the cinema industry because I, uh, from what I was able to see the in the web portal we have Colombia, no, the Colombian film that is uh, uses uh, one of the indigenous languages. Yes, uh, language. Yes, from the Arawak language family. Yes. Uh, also, there is another movie that uses uh, an, uh, an indigenous language, which is Siete Cajas or Seven Boxes from Paraguay. Yes, from Paraguay, and uh, they uh, we is feature uh, Guarani, but also Korean. Korean. Yes, yeah. that is very interesting. And yeah. that, of course, has a uh, Quechua. Yes, you. of course. Yes. So I think that is one of the things uh, we need to um, uh, point out, the language diversity and uh, who would think Korean in Paraguay, right? So that is very exciting and um, uh, very important. And the other thing is also these uh, new media, as you call it, Scott, because I see uh, uh, virtual reality. Uh, uh, also, we will talk a bit about this, the live concerts, music. You know that it's included in the in the festival as as well as all the film showings. So that it's 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 ambitious, it's diverse, it's exciting. <laughs> I should say. Thank you. Okay, so let's go um, a little bit uh, to the, another feature. In addition to the um, live music with uh, live performances, I noticed another feature of this second edition, which is new, the, uh, the short film competition Sin Fronteras. Could you tell us um, a bit more about this? How did you come to this idea? What are the, co the goals of this competition? Uh, what is the deadline? And will these, the short films uh, produced in this, uh, for this competition will be showcased, perhaps not during this festival, but in future festivals that you may organize? 
Sure. Um, I think this film competition is an outgrowth of our mission and the first edition in which uh, we ourselves produced a short film uh, that ended up being um, much more successful than we ever anticipated. And we like the idea of opening up new spaces to be able to talk about issues that are important to our community. So we're able to do that by bringing in films that speak to those issues um, that also have uh, gl global um, implications as well. But we wanted to promote filmmaking within Lansing, within MSU, and also within the state of Michigan, um, and then provide an opportunity for people to make films and then have their work be shown on screen. So we are actually um, scheduling a slot on Saturday morning at the Lansing Public Media Center to screen the films. Um, the deadline has been extended. This is the first time we're doing it, so not many people know about it. Um, this is a start. We'll continue to grow this as the festival grows. Um, so the deadline is Friday, February 7th at 11.59 p.m. That's our deadline, which is um, very close to the festival, so we'll have a quick turnaround, but they're short films. There's a 10-minute um, limit. So we're, we're really hoping that we'll get young people in the area um, to make films. Uh, that's one of my big goals, um, but also we, we hope that we get people um, from around the state who would like to make films that touch on any issues that they're concerned about. It can be documentary, it can be fiction, any genre, really anything goes. Um, you but could, there is a specific topic. Uh, the topic is Sin Fronteras, but we chose that so it could be as broad as, as possible. So no limits. Um, this is what we're thinking about. Obviously, there's the, impl the political implications, um, which we stress in our program on Thursday on immigration and the wall, um, the rhetoric that's being promoted, xenophobic rhetoric that we want to cut through through this competition. Um, but it's also conceived very broadly. So anything that has to do with Latinx issues, um, we'll take a look at. There's, I should also mention there's three prizes. Um, so if anybody's listening and you're, you, you think you, you can't do it in the short amount of time that's left, um, maybe this will motivate you. So we have actually three prizes. We've put $1,000 behind this. So um, we will, as a committee, choose the best film, in our opinion. Uh, which has a prize of $500, and then also the Latinx Advocacy Award, which has a prize of $300. And then at the screening, we will um, vote and we'll have an audience award that is also $200. So um, we hope that that encourages people to submit, and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll be a great program. One question out of uh, curiosity. How short a short film can be to qualify to be a short film? We didn't put a minimum. We have a maximum of 10 minutes. Um, I, it, it, could be a, it could be a minute long. It really could if it's good. Um, it, that's difficult, um, but also it's difficult to make a good short film that's 10 minutes or so. So I would say the sweet spot would be about three to six or seven minutes. Probably. In your experience, if you want to have a 10-minute short film, how uh, much filming you have to do to... It depends. This is yeah. modeled around um, a 48-hour film competition or a fortnight film competition, which is what Capital City Film Festival does. So basically, you have two weeks, there's a theme, and each group has a certain elements that they have to incorporate into the film, in, into the film that they make. Um, and so there's a very limited time window. Same with the 48-hour film festival. You don't have a lot of time to film so much. Um, so we wanted to, to have a little bit more time for people to make things since it's the first time we're doing it. Um, but uh, to, to make a 10-minute short film, you would need to shoot many hours of, yeah. of footage. So, but to make a three to five, six-minute short film, um, I think that's, that's possible, even within the short film. For instance, the, film, the short film you made mm -hmm. about uh, DACA, Dream sure. Preferred, uh, um, 
I think the length is about five minutes. The final length. Uh, it's it's a little bit longer than that. Yeah, I can't I can't remember anymore. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't reach ten minutes. Uh, it's it's right around there. Or it's actually. a right length. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yep. So how how much filming did you do to get to that outcome? Um, that that was about a week. It was about a week in total of shooting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's three weeks left. Um, you, you can do it. You just yes. need to leave time for editing. So Good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I uh, would like to conclude this conversation thanking our guests today, Scott Beam and Claudia Berrios Campos, and invite you to attend the 2020 MSU Latinx Film Festival this February 12th to through 16 at various locations, such as the auditorium at, of the Residential College in Arts and Humanities and um, um, MSU libraries, both uh, in the MSU campus the Lansing Public Media Center, the Robin Theater, and the Celebration Cinema in Lansing. And um, before we go, Scott, would you like to share some specific information? Sure, yeah, I th we've talked a little bit about the integration of music into this festival, but I would like to maybe highlight two things we didn't talk about specifically. So um, on Friday, um, when we are at, over at the Arca Theater on campus, uh, in between two, feature film screenings and a, a small reception, we will combine music and film, actually, um, to have a focus on Puerto Rico. So this is when Ozzy Rivera, the musician I mentioned earlier, will be playing with his band, uh, Reconstructure. Um, but before he plays, and that will actually have an interac interactive element. Um, so it's on, it's on Valentine's Day. We want to make it a fun evening. So uh, if you want to get up and dance, you'll be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but before he plays, we're going to show two short films that have to do with Hurricane Maria that were produced by Puerto Rican directors. Um, and so I think that's a really, really great combination of the two, which should be a lot of fun. And then on Saturday night, um, we will be over in Rio Town for most of the day, first at Lansing Public Media Center, then at La Casa de Rosado with an informal meet and greet in the afternoon where you'd be able to meet our invited guests. We'll do a short interview with them. Uh, it'll be a great, it was a great uh, time uh, during the first festival. So after, I, I invite you, encourage you to go to that. And then after we'll move just around the corner to the Robin Theater uh, to see Retablo. Mm -hmm. And then we'll follow that film with uh, Ruben Blades, or Ruben Blades is not my name, um, which is a great documentary. It's a lot of fun. It will want you, you'll want to move your body afterwards. And so you'll be able to do that. We'll move over to the Lansing Brewing Company, which is a new collaboration as well. And we've got a reception and a concert uh, by Salsa Verde, which is an MSU Salsa band, which is great. So these are, it's kind of like the after party we didn't have the first time around. So we really hope you'll you'll join us for Thank all of this. And since it's a lot of information, where can people can find the information to know where to go, when, for what? So all of the information um, will be available on our website, which is MSU latinxfilmfestival.com. We hope to have all of all the information finalized and up on that website by, by Monday, January 24th. Okay. Thank you very much, Claudia. Thank you, Rocio. How has been your work in this film festival this time? Uh, this time, uh, we I talked with Scott and we decided that I was going to contribute with the media aspect. So I have been uh, trying to reach out uh, to members of the community that can speak to some of the topics uh, from the, uh, the movies that we are um, trying to showcase. And also just 
as a connection with uh, the first film festival and trying to bring uh, what was successful during the first festival and what can be improved uh, during the second as a memory uh, of that film festival. Yes, before uh, we finish, what is the social media coverage you have? You have a Twitter, yep. Instagram? So Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. Yep. And we'll be active on all of those starting on Monday, the Good. 24th. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, thank you very much again for being here today. And um, let's um, say our closing. Um, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors, or any official entities at Michigan State University. I also want to thank our technical producer, Daniel Trego. Tune in for our next podcast, which will feature participants, hopefully, and guests of the 2020 MSU Latinx Festival. Thank you.